This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my good friend Warren Arnold, and he talks to me about his love of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Um, definitely something I've been aware of, uh, watched a little bit of in the past, but definitely learned way more about uh, during this process and uh, what it is about um, MST3K and bad movies that uh, intrigues Warren so much and um had a really good time talking to him uh warren and i have known each other for a really long time because his lovely wife jenny was in my very first uh improv class in chicago Uh, so it was really fun to kind of feel this come full circle and he gets into all these things that we have in common that we've always been able to find room to talk about uh, sorry for my shady vocals in this intro and in the rest of the podcast. I promise they will only last, well, I can't promise that. I was going to say they'll only last two weeks, but I'm recording another episode this week. <laughs> Hopefully my voice will have recovered so that you don't have to listen to three weeks of uh, whispered, forced sounds. Um, Any whoozle, this is a lot of fun. We get into uh, what Warren thinks of the remake, that uh, the reboot, if you will, uh, that's impending for MST3K, and uh, some exciting things that he has on deck where the show is concerned as well. If you listen to this or any other show in the Chicago Podcast Co-op, rate it on iTunes, review it. Just show some love. Check out the other shows that are in the co-op. Might I recommend, uh, in accordance with this episode, Alco Hollywood, Clint, Jared, and a guest talk about one movie each week, old or new, good or bad, and create a custom cocktail and drinking game for it. I figured that's probably on board, on par with this episode. So if you're a fan of MST3K and or this episode itself, why not check out Alco Hollywood as well? Um, we, another, uh, Chicago podcast co-op show, Your Stories, the, uh, Nerdalogs host once a month, and this month's, uh, night is coming up on March 30th. We're doing it in conjunction with the guys who, uh, plan Tom Hanks Day, uh, the founders of International Tom Hanks Day, I should say, um, And the theme, as such, is T. Hanks, or thanks. You can interpret it however you'd like. Uh, We still have a few um, spots open, and if you'd like, you can email yourstories at nerdlogs.com with a brief pitch. Uh, That is at Beguile Brewing at 1800 West Coiler at uh, 7 o'clock on March 20th if you'd like to see any other live shows that i will also be at you can come to the annoyance theater at 9 30 
each Thursday night to see the fishbowl. If you are a student of improv, you can put your student ID into the fishbowl and get a chance to play with some other performers at the Annoyance. Um, Warren's team, The Spotty Truth, was a very early opener for that show, and I think they really got us set off on the right foot uh, a year ago now. That's cool. Um, I think that's all I've got. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy this episode with Warren Arnold. An on-air thing on a country station. Oh my gosh. And it was me and the marketing director for the bar, and they're like, yeah, just go on there and like be funny. I'm like, okay. <laughs> the marketing director was like so, uh, how you, he was just a person who always wanted attention anyways. The oh. second the mics went hot, he spoke the entire time, <laughs> and I was just sitting in the studio like, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> DJ was kind of laughing about it. It's like, so uh, you're the comedian. Do you have anything to say? And I'm oh, like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> and I, got, I got like a big. I was laugh. gonna yeah, say yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> uh, that's kind of best case scenario. I mean, I feel like that uh, that happens in like um, in improv sometimes, yeah. where someone's just like steamrolling. <laughs> And trying so hard and just filling air. Yeah. And then, you know, the next person who hasn't said anything, who says, like, one word or one line, just gets all the laugh. And it's like, that is a lesson. Oh, yeah. It's like such a tension build. And mm -hmm. it's like one line is like, yeah, there you Mm -hmm, go. I've definitely, uh, I've definitely, like, I'm sure I've been on both ends of that in the past, but I've definitely been on the, uh, like, receiving end of that, of just, like, watching someone spin their <laughs> wheels, and then just, like, you you done? Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it gives you time to, like, sit there and, like, uh-huh. uh, piece it together and be like, uh-huh. okay, I've got one line ready to go. So uh-huh. right. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's so funny. Uh, the idea. And you, I can absolutely picture some marketing, you know, dummy. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, we just got a really great thing going on now. On. Uh, what was the name of the club? Uh, Laughs on the Landing. If that should sell it to you right there. Oh my God, what a disaster. Was it least spelled like L- Laughs? Like, was it spelled correctly? It was, okay. yeah. They didn't do that. It was, yeah, because that would just make it even worse. Oh God. I, I've heard it could be worse, you know? The, yeah. Oh, the yeah. F- funny bone is like a yeah. chain, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guest today is my friend Warren Arnold, Hello. and he's going to be talking. I did start recording. I didn't tell you. I did it what? real surreptitiously. Uh, I feel uh, deceived. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I caught the caught the top of that uh, radio story, so that'll be a good <laughs> intro. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yes. Yes. MST three K. That's what the experts call it, <laughs> MST3K. So you, that's how you like weed out the newbies there. Oh, is it? But using the whole title yeah. is the, the guys have been around a long time. Just call it like MS. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. Multiple sclerosis. <laughs> I'm just gonna diverge from that. <laughs> is that real though? Like, do people not even bother to say MST3K? No, I'm just full of shit. Okay, so yeah. okay. I I would have believed you honestly because I do feel like that happens. Oh, I'm sure there's probably 
people that do it, but yeah. I'd probably stay away from people who would do yeah, that. That's, yeah, that's a little too deep, man. That's like the, the Simpsons fandom that we were yes, talking about yes. before of like, wow. Gets, um, I feel like Simpsons, like which I'm also a giant fan of, mm-hmm. there is a hole that is just never ending. You can keep going down. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, each episode it's is packed. so yeah. dense in yeah. and of itself, <laughs> and then there are 20 seven I believe seasons? so yeah I gave up around 13 I think so. really yeah I just okay do it so you're not well, a, you're yeah. not a completist no 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 okay well, I uh, me and my buddies had a podcast up until oh, last that's right. year uh called Simpsons mixtape and we would actually watch two classic episodes and then one of the new ones gotcha and I mean, you listen to that. I won't. <laughs> it's like, I just don't understand why it was television. <laughs> yeah. Really? It would just be like, blah. Wow. Like, yeah. So. And that's coming from a really oh, hardcore yeah. fan. But I love it. It's kind of that thing of like, you know, just watching something go downhill and you're like, yeah, okay, well, and I'm sure there are people that enjoy it now and then mm-hmm. good, good. Enjoy what you want. Enjoy, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure there's still, you know, good episodes there are to find it. Yeah. I feel like I've been hearing lately that things are improving. Good. And I've actually seen there was a Christmas episode which we watched on the podcast, which some thought may be the series finale, which was really good. And uh-huh. I was like, if they just made those again, I would keep watching. Right. And then yeah, they it, didn't keep it up. <laughs> it it, it yeah. kept going. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's one of those things where well, I feel like this year there was even talk that uh wasn't Hank Azaria considering leaving? Um, um, not Hank Azaria. Um, the guy does Mr. Burns and uh, Flanders. I, I'm blanking uh, on it. That's why I told you I brought notes in. I, <laughs> I forget things that... Yeah. You absolutely know. Yeah. It just doesn't uh, come Harry to... Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer. Yeah. Harry Shearer. Your whole podcast would be me searching for words. <laughs> like. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the origin of your love for MSD3K? Uh, um, well... For me, Mystery Science Theater really, as much as they make fun of bad movies, they love bad movies. Sure. And my whole thing growing up, I grew up in rural Arkansas, and there's not a ton to do. Mm. Especially, I was born in 1976, Uh so through the 80s, we would have, say, 12 to 20 channels ever increasing. But a lot of it would be, like, religious programming, things like that. As you well know, in the South, it's... Yeah, you're going to yeah. get four church stations. <laughs> so there's just lots of times where there would just be, like, a bad movie on. Uh-huh. And I would just watch them. They're, I, you yeah. know, it's either televangelist or a bad movie. <laughs> exactly. They're like, well, I know where my choice is going. <laughs> I would just soak up that type of pop culture just over. I've seen almost every Disney movie from the 80s, like the live action ones, like Haley Mills, things oh. like that. And I don't consider those bad movies. It's just... If it was on, I was probably going to watch gotcha. it. Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Escape from Witch Mountain. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one. Which I just found out one of the real housewives is like a child star in that. No way. Yeah. And then I pieced it all together. I was like, oh, yeah. And then she was in like Meatballs too. This is what drives my <laughs> wife nuts. I'll be like. <laughs> because she just like <laughs> wants to watch Housewives and, she's, and you're bringing up the most <laughs> obscure pop culture. Exactly. It was some <laughs> crap movie. Meatballs too had. So you've seen Meatballs maybe with Bill Murray? Mm, bits and pieces. I've never it's, seen the whole thing, actually. It's a really actually. good camp movie from, mm-hmm. I think, 1978, right in there somewhere. That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. Meatballs 2 is back at camp, 
But now they're having a boxing match to save the camp. Oof. And for some reason, there's an alien that looks like AT, E.T. there with magic mind powers <laughs> that's helping the boxing guy get laid. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> boy. I could just imagine you bringing something up and Jenny just being like, why do you know that? What is why? <laughs> uh, I'm not angry enough with, with your tone there, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to put her too much on blast. She's lovely. Um, but I could just see her being oh, indignant yeah, yeah. about that very easily. The, the crossed arms, the furrowed brow. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is also the, the same look I get during Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> it's like, Jax, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> so, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I just I would watch anything and everything, and there were just times I got to where I appreciated bad movies more because as mm-hmm. you get, you know, we're all creative people. As you watch something, I think you want to know why a good movie is a good movie. Sure. Why is a bad movie a bad movie? Mm-hmm. And a bad movie, for one, in my opinion, can't know that it's bad. Oh, totally yeah, agree. Yeah. It has yeah. to be a labor of love of someone's, and it's just they have no business in this business. Like, so yeah, yeah. you're you're never going to be one of those people who seeks out, like, Sharknado and things no, like that. No, yeah. I've seen them, and it's like, okay. It's, yeah. it's too – you can't recreate that yeah. thing. It's on the nose, and it's yeah. like you, you can't have awareness that it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because my thing, too, with bad movies, I like to make fun of them. Don't get me wrong. But I also like to understand why somebody thought this was a good idea. Yeah. And it's like – I like to have more of a positive approach to it. Uh-huh. So instead of being like, this sucks, this uh-huh. is terrible, my thing is always like, what were they thinking? Uh-huh. And I just want to watch – I want to watch whatever they put out there just go to its natural conclusion. Right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there is something uniquely fascinating yeah. about trying to, uh, you know, get to the nut of like, <laughs> where along the line was this failed? Was it all along? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's, you, it's, I don't know, from an outsider's perspective, you can watch something and be like, why did you ever think this was a good idea? Uh-huh. And there's, I don't know. I feel like, for me, I can always relate to that. Like, like I said, you know, as a creative person, there's always a thing in the back of your mind. It's like, am, am what I'm making is that horrible? Oh, right yes, now? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But the funny thing is, I think the people who make these kinds of gloriously <laughs> bad movies, a lot of them don't have that. That voice is dead. Fear. Yeah, yeah, that voice is dead. Especially, <laughs> I just I'm automatically just thinking a lot of Tommy Wiseau. Oh yeah, I am yeah. sure there was never <laughs> a moment while Tommy Wiseau was making the room where he was like, "Is this bad?" Like <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy who is like, "This is awesome. Everything <laughs> is going perfectly." Well, and I also think for somebody like because I've only seen the room once. I uh, yeah. have known about it for a long time, but I only watched it two years ago yeah and it's great yeah like, about the same yeah timeline for me yeah and it's it's great the uh it's got the cult following like mm-hmm. everybody with the the spoons and all right that. that's fantastic right i think when i watch that that is the type of movie i don't mind so like a mystery science theater uh, getting back to my original sure <laughs> sure sure is that it's all one thing i love umbrella. about the oh that's true yeah it's just all encompassing yeah yeah uh, but anyway <laughs> 
I've always loved their approach to it because I feel like they knew when a movie deserved to be ripped apart. Okay. And when a movie deserved to be just kind of like, come on, guys. What were you? Yeah. I feel like, especially in the 90s when it was like at its heyday, uh-huh. um, when like snark was in, uh, um, you know, just being like very cynical mm-hmm. about everything was like at the height of comedy. Mm-hmm. That was what most comedians were. Sure. Mystery Science Theater would do that. But at the same time, I feel like they, you could tell that they also loved watching bad movies. That like, makes that, sense. Yeah. And I can like, see that. They're like, this is a little sub genre of culture in and of itself. We mm-hmm. love to watch bad movies. Mm-hmm. Come watch these bad movies with us. Sure. Like, yeah. And there are times where a movie be bad, but. And they're making fun of what's going on, but they're not being cruel. Sure. Something like The Room, I feel like they would be cruel to because you could tell the guy making it, hey, he stars in his own movie. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and he's just he's awful. Terrible. Yeah. Just awful. <laughs> I feel like he made that movie just so he could have his shirt off around a woman. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the longest, weirdest <laughs> sex scenes. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, I yeah. totally forgot that. He was completely naked in that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. he has a weird uh, alien body. <laughs> so that's why the guy, so he deserves to be like ripped apart. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That's a really good <laughs> distinction of someone who, you know, maybe just earnestly tried to make something and wasn't very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, you know, <laughs> Damn it if they didn't try versus someone like Oizo who's just like all weird bravado and ego. And like you said, like stars in a movie that he also directed. Yeah, we see right through this, buddy. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely – that's a really important distinction, I think. Yeah, and I I feel like the one thing they really captured on that show was just that subtext. That they knew that's the way people were feeling about the movie, the same way they were feeling about it. So the tone of their comedy was always adjusting. I really like that. Yeah. That's that's a really, um, you know, uh, intuitive thing to note about the way that they watch movies, too. Yeah. To know that it's not just them sitting down and going into every movie feeling the same way. Yeah, I never really feel like any of them are... The same note, the same note over and over. Obviously, they have. Uh, so I don't know. That I've really described the show. Yeah, yeah I would. Yeah. I was just about to ask. Like, <laughs> I'm not even sure what like network it was associated <laughs> or anything like that. Like, I it wasn't really on my radar while it was actually airing. Yeah. Well, so it started on what was called the Comedy Channel, and that was what Comedy Central was became. But but yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it or merged vice versa. or something it, like it yeah. Comedy Central. Uh, yeah, I think two stations came together. Okay. Whatever. Uh, I'll give you the full history of Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were broadcast on a cable channel that not many people got in the 90s. Like, um, I think they started in 1989. Okay. And I didn't get Comedy Central in Arkansas. And then yeah. once I went to college in Nashville, they didn't get Comedy Central. So Mystery Science Theater built its cult following up of people with Comedy Central taping it and then their friends passing around the tape that's so funny yeah yeah that makes perfect sense though because i couldn't even picture it being on a network you know what i mean i I just pictured people just watching it you know on demand like as vhs tapes or yeah or eventually you know dvds yeah it's so i mean it was kind of 
it wasn't like I'm not gonna say it was like the first viral thing. It was of that viral mm-hmm. thing that was happening mm-hmm. like the 80s and 90s with tapes mm-hmm. going around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the yeah. the found footage festivals and things exactly. like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely benefited from that. It also gave it just like an air of mystique a little bit. Sure. Yeah, because my sister, who's three years older than me, was in college when I was in high school. And they would get Comedy Central. Oh, wow. So uh, then around my freshman year of college, like, she found it. So she was already about to graduate and started giving me, like, tapes. Oh, that's like, awesome. What is – like, I'd heard of it. I think I'd heard references to it. And uh-huh. then when you actually start to watch it, you're like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so – and I don't know if you know the premise of the show. E- vaguely, yeah. yeah. I've wa- I feel like I've watched one or two – excuse me, sorry – I feel like I've watched one or two before. Yeah. Uh, my first roommate, in, Jacob, my first oh, roommate yeah. in uh, Chicago was a, a Mystery Science Theater fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely, we watched some movies of his that were just really bad movies yeah. of the ilk that they would do <laughs> on Mystery Science Theater. The Lost Skeleton of Cadaver oh, okay, is, yeah. is his favorite so, uh, does he have a lot of the VHS tapes? Uh, like, no, yeah, yeah. but I just remember watching one or two. We may have even watched them like online or something. Yeah. That's the great thing now. YouTube is starting. Mm-hmm. They allow people to upload them because I forget how many episodes there are. I've seen maybe half cause they're still hard to like track down. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Wow. Cause they have, uh, licensing prop licensing problems with, uh, the, the movies themselves. They have to be able to get the ri- royal rights to the movies. Exactly. So some have been released on DVD that they're clear on. And when they gotcha. release those, I've been buying them and watching them. And so you kind of get into – you fill in the blanks of ones you haven't seen and stuff like That's that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> but basically it's uh, – the whole thing is two scientists shoot a guy into space. And uh-huh. they want to see, like, how he uh, reacts to watching bad movies. And okay. He, and, he, and while he's up there, he's bored and builds two robots. All right. So it's Tom Servo and Crow. Yeah. So Are the robots? Yeah. Tom Servo. Yeah. And Crow is much more of, like, a wisecracking type guy. And mm-hmm. then Servo's a wisecracker, but he's, I feel like he does more... I wouldn't call them dad jokes, but he's more of, like, goofy. And, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the guy who plays Broad. him, Kevin Murphy, is kind of a... He's like just a big Minnesotan guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's like love a, it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes for a fun dynamic. Yeah, and I'm sure there are built-in. You know, once you've seen a few, that you kind of know what to You're, expect yeah. from each voice. Exactly, and they've actually changed the host and the voice of Crow, and the guy they brought in to do Crow. So they moved from Comedy Central to the Sci-Fi Channel. In, around like ninety seven. Okay. And I was still in college, and I still didn't get like Comedy Central yeah. or Sci Fi Channel. So, but then when I would go home in the summer, we had Sci Fi Channel there, so I could like catch up. So nice. That, it wasn't until like nineteen ninety seven that I could actually watch it on television. Consistently, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So uh, it's it's funny also that it's on Sci Fi and calling it Mystery Science Theater. I think I've always associated it with being, like, bad science fiction movies. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that's just kind of the norm, or is it... Uh, They definitely tend to go more towards uh, science fiction. Mm -hmm. I think it's more just the nature of that genre. Is easy to find examples. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, They have... 
a lot of like monster movies or stuff like that. A lot of like say from the 1950s where oh sure these ants get hit with radiation and they become gigantic. Those type of things. Uh-huh. Uh, there are some. Um, I feel like especially when, once they went the Sci-Fi Channel, which would be more about just like sure ghosts or something like like they you know they, they opened up. Right, ghost from sci-fi. Uh. <laughs> but, but a lot of it just—I think those movies are easier to get the licensing and stuff oh, for too. Yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. More, more like closer to public domain exactly, and things like yeah. that. Because they'd also sometimes with the movie, I feel like it wasn't long enough. They would also do shorts that may have ran before movies in the fifties and sixties. So it'd be like an educational film oh. you might have seen in school, and they'll make fun of that to like go with. And those are great as well. Yeah, and they just really. Do commentary during the film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they have a very good knack of letting the film, letting them speak. But mm-hmm. then when it's the pauses, they get their, their That would be really hard. It, it's a talent, I, I, it looks like. But, do do yeah. they pre... I have to assume they watch them and pre-write jokes. Yeah. Like, I, from what I understand, they might watch these movies like 10, 12 times before they do the show. My God. So there's a movie called Manos, the Hands of Fate. I've heard of Manos. Have you? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's actually getting some press recently about a big lawsuit. Really? Because, um, let me make sure I have this straight. So Manos kind of became public domain in some people's eyes because of Mystery Science Theater and things like that. Mm-hmm. So there are things in the movie that people start selling, like merchandise off of, like the robe the bad guy wears, like... Um, Things like that. Mm-hmm. So recently, the son of the guy who actually made the movie, directed it, is saying, like, well, no, you're making money off, like, my dad's film. And oh, boy. So, yeah. So there's just a fight of, like, who actually owns this stuff. Because yeah. it's very beloved amongst, like, Mystery Science yeah. Theater fans. Like, it's just got... I've definitely heard of it. It's really bad. Probably <laughs> in the, like, really bad movie conversations. Um, I just think it's so funny that there is is something more specific about bad sci-fi and fantasy, you know? There's plenty of bad rom-coms, but, you know, that would kind of be a different show, (laughs) you know, like different jokes. Yeah, I feel like, especially with anything that has comedy like a rom-com that's a good point yeah it'd be a little tougher it's hard to yeah. it's hard to do commentary yeah comedically on comedy i'm trying to think i know they've done because there's more all... dramatic well yeah because there's uh one's called the skydivers it's just about skydivers uh and the, and it's supposed to be a drama <laughs> and it's for anybody who's watched the <laughs> Mystery Science, there's PD the plane. It's, the plane looks like it has a face on it, so they just keep saying, I'm PD the plane. Uh, I won't get into the specifics. <laughs> not yeah, that I watched Jokes out of context. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah there's like the Beatniks thing. So they've taken like, especially like 50s teen movies or like a drama that takes okay. itself too seriously. So there are. That's ripe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it took me a second to remember, but I'm like, oh, yeah, they're definitely. No, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's kind of news to me. I just didn't. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Always uh, associated it with the the sci-fi stuff. I would say that's a the bulk of it, though, mm-hmm. but there are outliers. Not outliers makes it sound like too small, but yeah. Sure, it definitely makes sense though that it's like also you you already said you know things that take 
themselves really seriously. Yeah. So yeah. so right <laughs> for a, taking down a peg. Yeah, and yeah, the best ones are just uh, you know they're they're not aware of anything that's horrible about mm-hmm. their movie. Uh, there's one I just watched recently. I'd seen a long time ago. I knew it was hilarious, and I rewatched it called Werewolf. And it's just about you know werewolves. Uh huh. And there are there is a guy in this movie whose hair changes every scene he's in. No. They're just not aware of the continuity that's going no. on. It is the best thing you've ever seen in your life. And it, the actor apparently had gray hair and was coloring it at the beginning of the movie, and by the end of the movie, he has gray hair. <laughs> You're like. Nobody caught that. <laughs> How did you not think? It's, uh... So it's things like that that's kind of like, if you were watching it on your own in the living room, you'd be like, what the hell is you going on? You would already yeah. be thinking yeah. those types of things that they're lambasting. <laughs> so, yeah. And, well, and speaking like a minute ago when I started to bring up a joke, I think that's another great thing about Mystery Science Theater. It It's creating inside jokes Mm. for a large community. Like, as anything does, if you watch Arrested Development, you Mm -hmm. have the inside jokes. Mm -hmm. And with Mystery Science Theater, like, uh, somebody can walk through the mall, or I don't guess I walk through malls anymore. Uh. (laughs) That's the image that popped into my head is somebody walking through a mall Uh wearing, like, a Mystery Science Theater shirt. I'm like, I can't tell you the last time I was in a mall. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) I think that's a product of city living, personally. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I used used to be one of the only things you could do in Lancaster is drive up to Charlotte and go to the mall. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I live near Jonesboro, Arkansas, and that would be something where, like, it's Saturday. We're kind of bored. Yep. It's an hour away. Let's go to the mall. Yep. (laughs) God, the 90s were horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. The South is horrible. (laughs) But if I see somebody, like, wearing a shirt that says, like, watch out for snakes, it's one line. From a movie in the desert, and you would be like, "Oh, got, to everybody else, got it, it. nothing, nothing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Sure, right." So I've always enjoyed that too. It just kind of—they've always been about creating a community and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I so, can see that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure there are even jokes that you know carry out through uh, different episodes. That, yeah, I feel like um, so. This is one. This is another reason I love it too. Uh, so. Uh, my sister in 2000 moved to the Netherlands, mm-hmm. and one of our favorite episodes was always Pod People, and it's another ripoff of E.T. that they were trying to do. I think it was made in, like, Czechoslovakia or something like Hoobly. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a whole segment where uh, it's referencing the old show, McLeod, and okay. it's, they just say, Chief, and then the answer, McLeod. So that's actually how my sister and I sign off our emails and Aww. stuff like that because that was one of the like an episode we both watched at the that's same time. That's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. So it's things like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's really sweet. <laughs> um, there's a, uh, I mean, maybe we should talk more about the the you know original, but um, before we launch into this, but how do you feel about the fact that they're kind of revisiting MST? MST oh. Uh, well, uh, so this was something I was uh, going to tell you about. Um, I saw that they were bringing it back, uh-huh. and so they had a Kickstarter for it. And uh-huh. I actually pledged money so I can meet the creator of it, Joel Hodgson. Very cool. And so I meet him, Dan Harmon, and Justin Royland from Rick and Morty. So once I found out that Holy was a thing. Holy shit. Yeah, because um, as you well know, I just turned 40 not too long ago. Right. 
And my thing, everybody was like, oh, are you taking, like, a trip? Or And I'm not a particularly, like, oh, I'm turning 40. I have to, like, do something. I'm going to do something. Yeah, yeah. Fun and amazing and go drink and yeah. someplace. Like, but I had been saving up money just in case we wanted to, like, do something. I just, But my thing is not, like, I have to go take a pity party somewhere. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when this happened, I was like, oh, well, I would rather give it to something i love that's really and cool plus i now get to like meet these guys that's so, yeah, awesome yeah, so. what's the is it just like a meet and greet like how does it it's a dinner it that we're supposed to have and i think there's 11 other people that are going that's really just, cool yeah, really neat. i had yeah. no idea that uh i think i saw that that was like one of the uh like backer um you know levels yeah. Yeah. but uh i didn't know that you were doing it that's really yeah. cool yeah when's so, that uh i think february of 2017 oh wow because yeah. <laughs> at first they were making it sound like well we're gonna do it immediately mm-hmm. and i was like oh that'd be really cool but i think they got really busy with trying to actually make the show yeah <laughs> yeah our so are Harmon and justin roiland involved in the re they're reboot? gonna be writers what are they yeah. calling it a reboot i think just a yeah re- i don't know if a reboot be right but a continuation maybe okay with a long vacation in between yeah, yeah. cool yeah so it's, it's exciting because they have I feel like one thing with Mystery Science Theater, too, it only really had major changes once. Uh-huh. But I love both versions of it. Like, nice. I feel like the people who took it over loved it. Mm-hmm. So anytime you love something, it you know, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the people, it's the next generation of people coming in. Like, so, you know, they love it. Let, cool. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. Because yeah. I was... I wasn't very much on board with, like, bringing back the same people unless they wanted to come back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you have to keep freshening it up. Make it, yeah. yeah like, it kind of reflect how things have changed since exactly. the last time I was on the air. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the same people and the same types of jokes probably wouldn't work in exactly. the same way. Yeah. Well, because there's also some of the guys from the Sci-Fi Channel era of it went and they do riff tracks now. I was gonna ask uh if you were also a fan of riff tracks, I, but I yeah. didn't know they were associated with one another. Yeah. So one of the guys has been there for a very long time. He's not the original servo, but he's like the long running servo. Okay. And the other two guys came on when it switched to sci fi. Okay. And so those guys went and did riff tracks. So gotcha. when, whenever I'm able I go and see like the live versions and things mm-hmm. like that too. So that yeah, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh and I've definitely watched a riff tracks in college too but i don't remember what movie it was for i feel like it was a pretty like big one uh, i like what they do it's yeah it's really funny but but riff tracks is just audio right like there's uh yeah so they'll do a live show which will it'll be audio over so there's no like yeah robots in front of the right or whatever. all right and, you can and there's download them and there are like I when I picture Mystery Science Theater also has some kind of like intros and outro type yeah, the things. Yeah, little sketches and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, this is just they're just talking with the movie, which I like just fine. I think I always like seeing the the little guys at the bottom cuz it uh-huh. feels like you're watching the movie with them whereas mm-hmm. when it's somebody just audio over something, it feels a little bit like somebody's talking over your movie, but they're funny. Like, right, yeah, yeah. right. But Mystery Science Theater is definitely more of a unique way to do it okay Uh, yeah that's Uh, my preferred way yeah (laughs) yeah it seems like mystery science theater kind of started it all in terms of that whole like commentary genre yeah because even like uh game grumps and things like people online who like you know 
watch people play video games. Right. Yes. It's, I mean, there's always going to be something like that. People making comments on something. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely kind of kicked off something of like, you know, let's all watch this together and pick it apart. (laughs) Have you, I mean, I'm sure you do this kind of thing, uh, you know, watching bad movies with Mm -hmm. friends. Uh, have you ever done like a formal, version of your own oh of like doing a mystery thing no i don't think so uh, i mean i know I, I know i haven't i, right. I was gonna say i don't think i ever would so, right yeah um yeah i don't know i just yeah <laughs> I, I feel like, like if we're watching a bad movie then we just it happens make, naturally yeah yeah but i don't know like I, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like if I oh if I ever wrote for Mystery Science Theater I would love it but yeah. I don't know that I would seek it out because it's like same thing I don't want to ever meet Trey Parker or Matt Stone because I don't ever want to like hate them yeah <laughs> I don't sure. think I would ever like want to be behind the scenes of Mystery Science Theater like because where it's being made you want it to be pristine and exactly memory. Yeah. yeah I feel and, like there's already a uh, uh, you know in meeting them. Uh, there's a, it's like what is, you know what will this be like i know i'm sure like i would probably meet them and they would just say something like yeah get out of here and I'm yeah like, i hate those guys yeah no. <laughs> right i'm never watching this again i um, would be devastated yeah <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that that's the other thing that i talked about i think at length would have been south park. south park yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm kind of surprised no one's done uh south park well episode. let's start <laughs> um let's abandon the last 30 minutes of this um so what what are some of your uh, favorites? We've talked about werewolves. Yeah, werewolf is great. And that was one, I think I, one thing that was great about that is I've seen it, but the first time I saw it, I was distracted. So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, but other things were going on. And when oh. I watched it recently, I was like, that's one of my all-time favorites. That's that was great. great. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pod people for sure, like I, I mentioned with uh, my sister. Mm-hmm. It's just a – Chief. Oh, my cloud yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a i feel like that's a great intro movie if anybody were okay. to want to watch it i would be like i think pod people sums it up the references are a tad dated but yeah I still, but i feel like that's one thing they can survive because they say things with glee and mm-hmm. it's like okay i don't 100 percent know what you're talking and sometimes but it's I, still i still don't know what they're talking funny about. delivery but, yeah. yeah it's like oh that's Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like, uh, what was the other? Oh, Ega is a great one. That's the one I'd mentioned with the watch out for snakes. Okay. It's a uh, caveman is frozen. Not really frozen, but he comes to our time. Oh. And so then. And I think I've heard of this. It's set in the 1960s. And it's all go-go music and stuff like Ooh, that. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I love like those movies, too, that are like. That could only have been made in 1963. Yeah. Like, this is such a, like, narrow window of this weird pop culture. Uh-huh. The 50s had stuff with, like, beatniks and things like that. And then uh-huh. the 60s had weird go-go music Groovy sometimes. Yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great one. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just, oh, Manos is always great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Rift Tracks also did a great uh, Manos. Okay. Uh, and that was kind of what we were talking about earlier, how many times they watched these things. Bill Corbett, who's the second crow, uh, at one point was saying, I never want to see that movie again because he'd watched it uh, for, for Riff Tracks so many times where he was like, you guys don't understand, like, we're done with these movies. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I can't. Have you ever watched, 
you said you watched a lot of bad movies like uh-huh. um growing up and like that's kind of where the interest was born in the first place are there times where you've watched a bad movie like unimpeded by you know commentary jokes being added and then actually seen an episode yes okay yeah um i cannot think of the name of the movie it's like a wizard type thing i remember i saw it on mystery science theater and it's like there are several mystery science theaters when i saw them was like i've already seen this movie Uh, (laughs) uh, i was like that's the ultimate like thing you're like yes i've already seen yeah (laughs) yeah well and that was a one thing too with bad movies uh Alana uh, Plan now Gordon, mm-hmm. one time invited me and my wife to see Troll 2 at the Music Box because it had a documentary yeah. about the worst movie ever best, made. Best, best worst, worst movie. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, how have I never heard of this movie? We'll mm-hmm. go see it. And as we're watching Troll 2 about 10 minutes into it, I was like, I have seen this movie. <laughs> it's like, but I was like But 10. you saw it when I saw it, it in the middle. Came yeah, out. And I didn't know what it was called. <laughs> I didn't, and I was like, and I, uh, my wife's like, no way you've seen this. Like, here's what's going to happen. He's going to, it's going to be called Nilbog. Uh-huh. He's going to look in the rear view mirror. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. That's, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I found out, I read like a Wikipedia page and they said like for a short time it was, Available on like Showtime or something like that, which we had. For that's like a probably. Year I was a kid. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's so funny that you could pinpoint exactly. Oh, I know. Yeah. I can't remember where half the things I own are. But like, <laughs> if you ask me where I was during uh, anything pop culture, I can probably tell you within a few days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Well, the um, because. I remember when I uh, got my job, you were like, oh, I've taken classes there before. Um, It was this exact date because (laughs) this pitcher pitched a no-hitter while I was here. Yep, that was uh, Mark Burley's (laughs) no-hitter. I told my boss that (laughs) after the fact, and he was like, Wow, I do kind of remember that, but that's he's not the kind of person to just yeah. be able to go like, oh, I know, you know, he's not that like pop culture y. Yeah. Um, but I, as soon as I mentioned it, he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I center a lot of things around when I heard a song, when I saw a movie, or what baseball game was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It happens a lot. I figured that was uh, definitely on brand. <laughs> And that's funny we're talking about Mystery Science Theater, too, because we're both improvisers. We're both chemists. Uh We're both from the South. We both love baseball. So we should talk about Mystery Science Theater. That's great. That is great. I didn't even, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of. We have a lot of overlap mm -hmm, there, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's so funny. Uh, There's. There really is something to be said for, you know, discovering these kinds of things on your own. Like, yeah, I think that's also a an appeal to bad movies. Absolutely. Is seeing one and being like, oh, my God, (laughs) because bad movies, you don't hear about, you know, you like the. There's no like there's Razzies, but even that is for yeah. like mainstream bad movies, exactly, you know. Yeah. That's like the Adam Sandler's of the world, and to me, those are Transformers and yeah, 
Twilight and things like that. Yeah, who cares about those? Yeah, yeah. that's that is so. I can think of nothing less appealing. <laughs> like I, I'm not even huge on watching like guilty pleasure watching things in yeah. general. But yeah, blockbuster <laughs> movies that I know are bad are just things that like do not appeal to me at all. Yeah. Well, there's also something different, I feel, about instead of, like, say, renting a movie or starting one on Netflix mm. as opposed to it just being on TV and that's all you can watch. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Now, uh, around Halloween, I, like, gorge myself on just horror movies. Uh-huh. But after a while, I've seen the classics so many times. So every year, I'm like, I'm going to try to find a dozen new ones, you know. Uh-huh. And they'll be terrible. Yeah. But it's hard when you have a stop button. To, to, like, keep, make yourself go through uh, it. Whereas, you know, when I was, you know, a kid or a teenager, like, now we're watching well, this thing. Yeah. I'm invested. <laughs> it's tough. Now I have, like, you know, so many channels. And, uh-huh. like, you know, you have Netflix, things like that. It's like, well, why don't I go on to the next thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I never like to subject anyone to a bad movie. Uh, because, well, my wife is, like. She married it, so she has to live with it. <laughs> she but, knew what she was getting into. <laughs> when I have people over to watch movies, if something's going south, I feel so bad uh, to make someone watch something that's bad. Yeah. Then I'll be like, do we want to stop this? Or then we should at least start commenting on the movie or something. Sure. In, in which case, like, you know, then we're there to tear it apart, but we don't deliberately go in like that. <laughs> right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny to think about how. I mean, there's probably there's there are more things being made now than ever. Oh yeah. Period. Yeah. Because it's just so much easier. Yeah, you can get um, you know a high res camera, and people can make movies. Yeah. You know, over the course of a week. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. But the way that they're consumed is completely and utterly different. Yeah. So it's like you know. What bad movie could you find on YouTube? As you know, know as know. opposed to like flipping channels, <laughs> and yeah, like you said, what what keeps you there? Yeah, I mean, you just everything is uh, go go go. Because even like now, if, if somebody puts a sketch out on YouTube, mm-hmm. I mean, they got to hook you in the first ten seconds. Like uh-huh. it could be the best thing ever, but like our, especially if it's more than like. A minute and a half long know, or two yeah. minutes long. And that's our attention span now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I fight against it. but like I try to, too, yeah. but I know I'm guilty of it. <laughs> like, five, I can't watch this. It's five minutes long. <laughs> I don't want to be like that, though. Like, if something's, like, a bad movie, I, I don't know that I can enjoy them anymore. Like, yeah. it's just, I feel like I get too impatient. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. That makes me wonder what kind of movies they'll tackle with yeah. the newest iteration of uh MST3K. Yeah, I hope they do newer stuff. Like I mean obviously the old ones are classic and should be, but yeah, if something's made recently and it's terrible. Like, you yeah. you would think that that would kind of be part of the fun of revisiting yeah. it. Cuz I would be honestly interested to know what what bad movies are now like mm. in 2016, mm-hmm. you know, sort of thing like don't get me wrong. Like, I've seen parts of them, but I turn them off. I want to, like, ride these out. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't want to watch something that, you know, I mean, yeah, I want to see stuff in the 80s. And sure. If it's a bad movie, it's a bad movie. But, sure. like, if they keep going to the well of old things, like, well, that was, that's for nostalgia. Like, yeah. let's, let's get the new stuff. And yeah, how yeah. much more, how many episodes have there been of MST3K at this point? Uh, 
I guess probably close to like 300 something. That was good. I knew it. Is that right? Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, Your guess is far better than how many like-ish seasons were there? Uh, Around 12, is that right? Because they were starting in 88. I think they ended in 2000. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, maybe like two to three hundred somewhere i've never actually looked at the count yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean that it, it checks out math wise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i was just curious because to me it's like you would think they would have already covered the the you know to borrow the phrase best worst movies absolutely yeah so yeah. it's like what else are they going to pull from those genres yeah. that they haven't that what other stones are going to be unturned that they couldn't find the first time around. Yeah, yeah. Because I know, like, when they went to Sci-Fi Channel, Sci-Fi Channel said, we have movies we have the rights to. Use those. That don't, makes sense. Don't keep looking out here in yeah. this domain. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of crap being made, guys. <laughs> I mean, speaking of sci-fi. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um Doug Benson does movie interruptions oh, yeah. in L.A., and uh, usually they're for more mainstream movies, but, like, yeah. be- you know, known to be bad mainstream yeah. movies. And there was one where it was Now You See Me. He oh, did it. He yeah. did a, an interruption on Now You See Me, and the director came. Really? And he was like, I feel feel weird and bad and the guy was like thought it was great he was like no like it was i think it's a french guy and he was just like no this is like why wouldn't i want to come see comedians like talking about my movie and it's like well i can think of a bunch of reasons yeah i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) (laughs) also they're making a sequel to that movie really and it is not called now you don't (laughs) It is called. Wow! Now you see me too. <laughs> oh my God! Who is coming up with these titles? Isn't like, that like? Yeah. How? Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Now you see me. Too. Yeah, it's maybe it's now you see me. T- me too. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's I or act two. Act two. Act two. I was like, okay. I'm missing a word. It's now you see me. Act. Makes no sense. That's like it's, having a movie called Knock Knock, and if your sequel's not Who's There, like <laughs> the, the sequel's called Knock Knock. It, is anyone home? <laughs> like two, it, yeah. <laughs> knock Knock Two. Is anyone home? Uh, I really hope the third one's interrupting Cal. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, yeah. It's wait, so I guess. If the same person can make a movie, yeah. a sequel to a movie, and not call it Now You Don't, I guess he can go <laughs> to an interruption of his own movie. Yeah. Uh, well, and see, th- that's another thing, too. Like, I don't know that I would consider that a bad movie. I would consider that shit. Yeah. Like, kind of like you're saying, it's a mainstream thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, I don't know. I feel like that's why, kind of getting back to it being positive, that... I don't really have a problem with the way they do it because the things that people are making are a labor of love. And I don't know that I really believe that now you see me <laughs> somebody's labor of love. They probably got a big paycheck. And yeah. Like, yeah. We'll do some magic stuff. And that's mm-hmm. great. Like, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. 
somebody making this little film is probably like, I'm going to be famous after this. And it's right. terrible. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's why I think that's part of the reason why I brought it up is to me, it's like for them to be doing commentary on a movie that that's that's that well known. Yeah. That people that they like know or yeah, have yeah. like one degree to I know, are yeah. in the movie. There's a certain level of. I don't want to say danger. That makes it sound too, yeah. you know, highfalutin. <laughs> but there's a certain level of like, these are people doing what these comedians also do. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actors and performers and filmmakers and writers, they're all in the same world. Yeah. Whereas I don't think the guys behind MST3K. They're not there to kill it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's also kind of gets back to like, you know, our uh, culture of like criticism and mm-hmm. stuff too. Like people always want to like tear something down. Yes. And I never get that from Mystery Science. They want to mock it and have fun with you, but I never feel like they're there to like do malice. Like, that's yeah. that's really important. And I don't think that's something I ever would have realized as a, a non-fan. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, if that's the description, it's like, well, they're there to like rip it apart. Because I know I remember reading an interview a long time ago. Somebody who worked on the show met Kurt Vonnegut. And, oh, wow. And apparently Kurt Vonnegut didn't like the show because he was saying, like, you're taking something that somebody worked hard on, regardless of how what the how product much is, they... and you're mocking it. And wow. it's kind of like, I don't agree with that. And I, Interesting. I completely respect that opinion. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, because, like I'm saying, somebody put their heart into it. They yeah. probably thought this was like... I'm sure their family was like, wow, they'll they'll be big and famous soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. No, no. Yeah. And I'm sure there's still I'm sure it would still be hard to watch, you know. Yeah. An yeah. hour and a half of jokes made not necessarily at the expense of totally. your movie, but yeah. and nobody likes to fail, but like that's what bad movies are. Like, I don't yeah. know. They're still out there and stuff. I don't yeah. Know. There's got to be some self-awareness <laughs> along the line. Don't wrong. I have empathy for people that make bad movies. Sure. But, but as long as I don't have to see their faces. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, that it would. it just seems so, the idea of making fun of something that publicly. Yeah. That you may very well know someone involved. Yeah, or meet yeah. someone involved or work with someone involved. It's, that's a really dicey situation to I me. I don't know that I would be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's hard. I think that's also maybe why, like, some of the movies they get are a little more, not necessarily older for that reason, but, like, they're so separated from it. Yeah. But, like, by the time those movies make it to, like, the domain where they can get them. Yeah. I hope those people know the movie's terrible. <laughs> you would have to hope yeah. so. If the makers of Werewolf see their movie on Mystery Science Theater and they're like, what are you what? guys doing? <laughs> they thought it was, they thought it was bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like even living under delusions. Then, yeah. then maybe they like needed someone. Maybe they needed that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, that's a crux of what, uh, <laughs> best worst movie is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, oh, that's such a great documentary. It's too. really yeah. great. Yeah. And it really explores how like <laughs> sad a lot of situations surrounding the filmmaking. Were. So let me ask you this question. If say tomorrow you were in the biggest movie you've ever, like you were casting a movie and okay. it turns out to be terrible. Yeah. But it makes you famous. 
would but that's the only thing you can ever do from now on is be known as Mary Beth, the girl who was in the dinosaurs that took over the earth. Let's okay. call it that. All right. Would you continue to like tour and like for the rest of your life? Because it, it probably ruined your career. I mean that like anytime you show up in something, they're like you're in dinosaurs. Yeah. I kind of think at some point I would. I was like, gonna say I feel like you you then, almost have to. Yeah, I think I would especially. Totally Especially as someone who would love to, like, work in the entertainment industry. Yeah, yeah. If that's the way that it took, you know? Yeah, I think I would have to as well. <sighs> Even after the scene where the dinosaur is in the tar pit and comes back to life <laughs> and you exclaim, oh, my golly, you would still say, oh, my golly, at every chance you had for $15. <laughs> What if you were Mary Beth, the oh my golly girl? Uh, I feel like I would. I would do it too. I feel like I would. I I would like to think I would try not to put myself in that situation in the first place. Yeah. But you never know. You may But oh my golly. You may read it and the movie looks great when you're acting it, but then yeah. when somebody cuts it together, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. I have to think that I would. Uh, and then you'll be walking through a mall and somebody will have an oh my golly shirt and you'll be like see yeah <laughs> yeah and i'll be mad that i didn't get a cut of those royalties uh yeah i mean that that's such a <sighs> entertainment <laughs> is its own beast because yeah. of that you oh know? yeah it'll the, eat you up yeah yeah the the desire to be a part of it regardless of what the end product looks like or make something, you know? Yeah, because I just remember watching that documentary, and this that was one thing. It was just hard not to, like, empathize. Yeah. You know, where it's like... Oh, for sure. Yeah, and they're going to these conventions, and nobody knows who they are. And they then have to give the big, long introduction, like, oh, I was in this movie. I'm the guy who does... And they're like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. I think I would do it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just... I go back to Tommy Wiseau. The guy, oh, yeah. like, seemingly has made a career from making one bad movie the bad thing with him though i think i read that later he tried to claim that it was all on purpose yeah it's like no which I, is I made total a bad bullshit yeah come on no one could have made the room on purpose no no yeah not at all like it's a level of bad that you can only get by being blind and they're yeah. <laughs> you can't know that's horrible or yeah. you will act accord you will try to make it better which might make it worse i don't know but, yeah but yeah you can't Try to steer it. <laughs> there, uh, we talked about this when uh, Jude Tedmore did the episode about the room, but the the lead actor in it wrote a book called oh. The Disaster Artist really? about what it was like to make the movie. Oh, I'm about to read that. And they're yeah. making the book into a movie. Oh, I did hear. I heard that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know how many people know or are going to realize that the movie itself is going is yeah. a product of the, an actual memoir. Gotcha, gotcha. That which I think would be really interesting to read, yeah. you know, especially with how bonkers that movie <laughs> is and Tommy Wiseau is uh but James Franco is playing Tommy Wiseau. Oh, see, I don't like that. That I don't Me know. Neither. Yeah. I, I don't know. like it either. I don't, I don't if you're going to make a movie about a bad movie, 
I think you have to have unknown actors of questionable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. There's something about when you get professional He's Tommy actors. Wiseau. I believe Dave Franco is playing the lead, like the, oh. the guy who actually wrote the book. Okay. Like, it's like a lot of well-known people surrounding yeah, yeah. the project. And I think it's, I think that's kind of a bummer too. It yeah. Like, it kind of, betr- it's like. Look at us do commentary on this horrible movie as though like James Franco and Dave Franco haven't made total turds of films. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like when you have people of that level, it's kind of like they're trying to get in on the joke, too. Yeah. And I think kind of like, you know, with Mystery Science Theater, there's already kind of a community that's built up of like people who love the room. Right. And like they're probably, you know, pretty tight. So it, when a celebrity tries to, like, barge in on the party, it's yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. There's just something weird about that. Yeah. yeah. And there's a really weird there's a really weird screenwriter, too. I want to say it's either the person – it's either J- John Green who wrote A Fault in Our Stars or the person who adapted A Fault in Our Stars to yeah. film or something like that. It's, like, a very – strange <laughs> like a young adult author <laughs> so the whole the whole project when i heard about it i was like that's never gonna happen that can't be true yeah and now it's like oh, i saw recently you know see the first images from <laughs> the disaster artist uh, you know franco's tommy wiseau film and i'm like Ugh. yeah oh man nothing yeah. ever surprises me with Stuff like that. Like, yeah. so like, no way would they make that. Well, they're making it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially this this day and age where uh, the biggest thing people are trying to do is build in an audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Is, is take on a project that already has people who are interested in it. Yeah. As opposed to an original story. Yeah. That, that sucks. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's not how bad movies get made, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give somebody with no credentials access to equipment. <laughs> or, to me, it's like, just make an actual documentary. Yeah, Don't make yeah. a fictional movie. Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, abs- follow that best worst movie model. Yeah. I, I'm a huge documentary person, too. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, I would much rather watch real people go through, especially... If I had a chance to watch, like, a documentary of something like Manos, obviously, like, that's way past. But, like, if, I would love to see the thinking that goes into these yeah. things. I would love to. Because like, you said at the top that's one of the things that yeah, really I, thrills just, you about it in the first just place. just empathize with it. I don't know. I, I feel like that was one thing. Like I said, I'd be a kid and I'd be like, what were they thinking? And, like, and I feel like people throw that phrase around. But, like, I would really be like, no, really, what were they thinking? Yeah. Like, what, what was he trying to, like, you know, get over here? Right, right. <laughs> and that just fascinates me. I don't know. Yeah, just what somebody's thought process was to get to that point. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you feel like you do that for um, for good things, too? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because, I mean, well, you, you know, just in, like, uh, improv and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I think the hardest thing for me is getting into someone else's head mm-hmm. and being like, okay, what exactly are you trying to accomplish? Because you can't on stage just be like, well, I'm going to go to the store now because I need to do this so my character can slip on the banana peel, which we sure. talked about and see you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to yeah, yeah. remember. You have to remember while also finding you know the subtext. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times I'll be looking at everything that's going on like 
for my, not for myself, but like for my character stuff and all that. And uh-huh. it's like, but then keeping that ear open to like, well, what were you, what do you see happening? Especially if someone leads off a scene, mm-hmm. like with a loaded statement, like, okay, well, what do you, I can tell you have expectations or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And then watching these things, it's always like, were you trying to scare us here? Did you think this was supposed to be sexy? That's <laughs> Those are the best moments. Whenever it's someone trying to be sexy oh, and it's the worst. <laughs> I cannot imagine like terrible actors just yeah. being like, you <laughs> want some of this? And that's, I feel like that's every bad movie when it comes to like the seduction. Oh. It's always like, let me look sexy for you. <laughs> it's like, oh. you can tell they want no part of it. God. They, they don't understand why it's in the script. It's a movie about monsters. Yeah. Yet suddenly, oh, sure. There's just the obligatory, like. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, it's, there's something to be said there. Like, where did this go wrong? Was it when the person wrote the script? Yeah. Or was it when everyone else around them, you know, (laughs) was far too enabling? That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like most movies like this get made because there's not one person who says, hold on a second. Yeah. (laughs) Does what we're saying make any sense at all? Uh. (laughs) I feel like everybody needs somebody like that in their life. For sure. Let's just take a minute and think this out like <laughs> i wonder how many of these are um writer directors yeah you yeah. know it's like oh, I know. one person's beautiful thought process <laughs> their baby and they never allowed for anyone else to see it uh, as oh, anything but their own. I just remembered this when we were talking about this. There's a good chance I exist in a bad movie <gasps> out there because two years ago, uh, some student film people from Texas were just reaching out to the improv community for a guy about my age. I was like, yeah, I can come and shoot this movie. And we go down to uh, Calumet City in, <sighs> in their jail. And I have to play a Where sheriff. Where is Calumet City? Uh, it's south. It's right on the Indiana border, okay. like around the lake. Okay. I knew I had heard of it before, but yeah, I couldn't have placed it. It's right. I think technically you might have been over the Indiana. So did they right come there, yeah. up here to film it? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. I was just supposed to play a sheriff who is – these two kids stole a car, got drunk and all this, and the next morning they're in jail thinking their lives are over. And I'm a sheriff who comes in and is supposed to say uh, – no, they're not pressing charges. You're free to go. But I'm supposed to say it real, like, uh, sly. Like, at first, like, how you boys doing? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and then, but I know they're free to go, but I'm, like, playing with them. Uh-huh. And the the script, I can't remember how it was worded, but it was, like, a mouthful to say the easiest line. Of course. And I'm like. That's the worst. Uh, the worst writing is stuff that's overwritten. Yeah. It's just how... This could be said with five words. Yeah. yeah. And I had like to say this giant block of text, which was just basically no charges, get out. Oh. And I, the, I bet it was impossible to memorize too. It was really tough. And it was hard to enunciate because they were doing like different like 
letters throughout of different like mm's and puh, and it's like <sighs> I feel like nobody would speak that way because it's inconvenient to speak oh, this way. God. So <laughs> no one talks like humans don't talk like this. Exactly. Don't so, write like this. So I'm trying to say this line. And my my fellow actors are not on screen. They want like a close up of me. So I'm just standing in the front of a jail cell with this camera in my face, and the crew gets into this big fight <gasps> about where the camera should be placed because the director has a certain vision for it and all this. And the whole time I'm like, but we realize this is terrible, right? Like this is, and it's one of those things. I'd been on set for like two hours, and. I'm typically not a nervous person that way, but it, I was just getting more and more nervous because yeah. I'm like, I, I, the words are not sticking in my head. Uh, They've already been bickering the whole time. How so, how much screen time do you think you probably had? Uh, probably a minute and a half. I was going to say yeah. two hours <laughs> but I based on what you described already sounds like too long. <laughs> I'm just waiting for this to show up at the big, be- like as a short at the beginning of Mystery Science Theater yeah. and they can make fun of this idiot. <laughs> Gosh. And in that case, I will die. I will no. Don't be like ah. <laughs> not in a good way. No, I will cry. No, no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I, I feel like that would actually be like a thrill for you. <laughs> I had forgot about that till you mentioned like how people are like, no, this is my vision, and we're going this way, and that's all this thing was. The director just was <sighs> not, you know, bending on any of it, and it's like. Other people were trying to be like, yeah. no, this is unreasonable. <laughs> You're making bad decisions. And, yeah. And like they're all – the camera I think is about, I don't know, a foot from my face. Three people are right behind the camera. The director is over my shoulder and they're just yelling across me. And I'm Lauren. like, this is going to be terrible. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. And I think I did about a half dozen takes. And then finally they're like, okay, that's good. And I'm like, that was awful there is no way you can use that but oh my god <laughs> i will have to try to find it though. how what was it called do you remember i don't remember yeah i don't know if it had a an actual title at the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> currently as yet untitled project <laughs> two rebel teens oh, so bad <laughs> steal a car Land themselves behind bars. <laughs> so I forgot I'm in a bad movie. That's <laughs> so funny. And I didn't even make a documentary about it. That's uh, <laughs> here I am telling people to make documentaries. And yeah, come on, man, you're missing out. I'm sure there are people. I. Uh, it's funny, like the uh, you know crime like documentary yeah. genre seems to be gaining popularity with your your jinx and your making a murder uh, let's do a making a murder <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and make the the craziest thing about making a murder to me is that those women were have that story because they were filming that guy yeah. from after the first, you know, uh, offense. Yeah. Uh, after the after he got out of jail for being wrongfully accused. Um, and then all this other stuff happened as a result. Um, or not as a result, but uh, after that. Um, I wonder how many filmmakers <laughs> there are who are, like, trying to follow <laughs> other filmmakers. Because they're like, this is going to be so. And we're gonna break it, so, you know. Like they're like the true story of the worst movie. Every bad screenplay now is gonna have documentarians like yeah. latching on. So I like truly by. wouldn't be surprised. 
I thought you were going to say that now every case in the country that looks iffy, documentarians are running. Oh, out. that <laughs> yeah. it's like not like kind of like an ambul- ambulance chaser. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes right. popular as well. <laughs> I'm on board for that. Yeah, if they want to like start looking at bad screenplays. And <laughs> I, I as I was saying it, I was like, this is this is a joke, but like. Yeah, I would start watching the. You know, like I think it would be interesting to tap into that. Yeah, you know, it's one thing to comment on it after it's happened, but it keep the question keeps coming up. Like, why? How is this so bad? What yeah. were they not seeing? Yeah, because I feel like, like we were saying with like mainstream bad movies, it's more like they. I feel like they put a lot of bad jokes in. Yeah, like and things like that. Yeah, I feel like they try to f- fix it by like doing punch up and ADR yeah. and giving it to 10 different screenwriters. Yeah. But and then in the mush. end, it's a yeah. total mess. Yeah. Yeah. And so I feel like with the bad movies, uh, you know, they try to take chances. Mm-hmm. It's just their chances are the wrong ones. <laughs> and that's, I, th- I think we figured it out <laughs> that it is. They'll try something. You're like, what the hell are you talking about? But yeah. that would never, ever happen. Well, so in the werewolf movie, uh-huh. the I was just about to ask if oh you could think God. of like a good example. Yeah, well, so in that one, werewolves aren't uh, actual werewolves. They're some guy. Well, they are, but it's part of like a Native American myth of like the skinwalkers instead. Oh, gosh. And some guy scrapes his hand. I think it was on the skeleton of a werewolf they find, and that makes him a werewolf. Scrapes his hand. I know, and so you're kind of like. Okay. Yeah. You <laughs> but just kind of have to buy into it. There's a great moment where <laughs> there's a guy who is uh, – oh, so scientists are studying the skeleton of the werewolf. And another guy wants to make werewolves out of other people. So he, like, takes some of the skeleton and, like, puts it, like, in a syringe somehow. Uh, oh, And injects a security gosh. guard with it. Of <laughs> course he does. The security guard is going Those home. dirty scientists. <laughs> I know. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> he is going home driving a car when he starts to turn into a werewolf. So you have a scene where a werewolf is driving a car. <laughs> Yes. And it's the greatest thing I've ever yes. seen in my life. And all I could think was like, well, yeah, somebody's had to have turned into a werewolf while driving a car. That's <laughs> so funny. But I would never have thought to put it on film. Right. It made me so happy when I saw it. It was That's like really funny. There was a bad makeup werewolf driving a car. That <laughs> is like, really uh, funny. And of course he wrecks the car, but yeah. Oh my gosh. But you would never see that in a normal movie because somebody would say, Wait a second. So, but that person didn't exist on the set of Werewolf. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, it's not even for for mainstream movies uh, or blockbuster movies. Studio films, I yeah. guess, is is the best way to differentiate. Um, the studio is also there going no. Yeah, yeah. Or no. they would do it to be funny. Yeah, and it's like. This was not ironic. This was a poor choice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The 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 hand of the studio is what makes them, you know, good or or bad. And that's why I'm saying what's wrong with Hollywood. There's not enough uh, uh, werewolves driving cars. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but you watch after this podcast comes out. That's they're going to be see everywhere. Spike, spike, <laughs> spike. That's hilarious. Um, who is 
if I'm not mistaken, the the new cast, quote unquote, mm-hmm. is Jonah Ray. Yeah, as the lead guy. Patton Oswalt is one of the voices. Yeah, he he will be one of the he's the son of one of the scientists who sent the original guy. Into oh, space. Yeah. okay. He kind of looks like him. So yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and then uh, Felicia th- Day is yeah, involved somehow. I think she is. Uh, oh yeah, she's one of the other bad. So there are two bad scientists that did it, and then she's the other one. Yeah, gotcha. But she's like you know big into all sorts of nerd things. Oh she's yeah, like, yeah so. she's. Basically made a career off of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to like have somebody with passion involved. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about. Like, yeah. I mean, all those people that. have have made a large portion of their career surrounding nerd culture. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Especially uh, Jonah and um. Oh, absolutely. Alicia Day. Yeah. Yeah. I believe uh, they work for Nerdist. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Geek and Sundry is oh. um, uh, Felicia Day's thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like, <laughs> pick your poison. And that's my thing, as long as there are people with passion. That's sure. all you want. Like, because you don't want somebody coming in and be like, oh, we know what Mystery Science Theater is, and here's the commercialized version of yeah. it. Yeah. So it would never work. And know? I'm sure yeah. that there are enough people who, you know, want to do it justice yeah. that uh, are going to be able to make those, like, discerning yeah, choices. Because yeah. I feel like people were split on Jonah Ray, and mm-hmm. I don't have an opinion really, one way or the other. Like I, when I've heard him, he's been fine. Yeah, yeah, I think he's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I I grow a little weary of the Nerdist as a podcast just because yeah, yeah. I think honestly. For part of the reason that I think he would probably be good at this job is part of it is just like, okay, calm down, boys. Like, it's still an interview. Like, (laughs) let this person, like, talk, you know, because a lot of it is just so bit heavy that it's... Totally. Yeah, I'm not here to talk bad about another podcast, but, like... I select my if I listen to Nerdist. Like, Same. Yeah, I'll yeah. be like, oh, that person will probably be more of a subdued yeah. interview. Sort of yeah, thing. Like, yeah, and I would never. I mean, I have in the past listened to the ones that are just the hosts, but at this yeah. point, that's not on my list of things to do. I think I sought out Ian McKellen's not long ago. Yeah. And I was like, well, that will be the most yeah, recent yeah, yeah. one that I and I haven't. I can't remember the last one I like actually listened. Oh, Oscar Isaac oh, okay. was the last one I listened to because yeah, I was yeah. like, Man, I just fucking love this guy. <laughs> I want to hear him talk about himself and stuff. Um, uh, but the most recent one that I downloaded but haven't listened to yet is um, Michael Showalter and Sally Field. Oh, okay. Um, Showalter wrote, maybe wrote and directed a movie that she starred in. I just saw an ad for that today, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it looks really good. Yeah, And yeah. I really want to see it. So I kind of want to see the movie first um, and then kind of hear a little bit more about like how they came to work together and stuff because yeah. i think that's just a really interesting <laughs> pairing let and, me know if it's bad and we can make fun of it yeah yeah <laughs> we will um, release our own podcast uh track of commentary jokes um what do you think uh like if you ever got the opportunity to do something like this uh-huh. or um or you know someone I, I know you said you haven't done anything like this in the past but it just seems like you would be able to really like take on that kind of project yeah uh, yeah i wouldn't think it'd be too hard to do you know? yeah <laughs> i what, think the writing would be the worst but yeah yeah. A lot, yeah what um do you know what movie you might try to take on uh yeah actually i feel like i don't know that this is a bad movie mm-hmm. but i feel like when i've watched this movie multiple times with uh 
current friends, we always crack ourselves up and we always find different things to laugh about is the dark crystal. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And I, I don't Jim cons- Henson. Yes. Yeah. And it's not, I've never seen it, but, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just, it makes big choices. That, and the choices are weird. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. I, it's I, like, what the fuck is happening? Yes, yeah. yeah. And those are the best ones. I feel like where it's kind of like an improv scene. Oh my God. I can always bring it back. It's up. okay. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's where the last question goes. That's kind uh, of the you know, podcast. Guys, about improv? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's the podcast. That's like, that's part of the reason I, I really love it is being able to talk to creative people about yeah. how the thing they like, you know, factors into those, uh, creative endeavors. Yeah. Well, I guess the way um, I've always heard from, like, good teachers in improv will be, like, your nose will kind of, like, go off, like, when something happens in the scene. Uh-huh. Kinda, and it is always kind of like a, you know, what the fuck was that? Yeah, or, yeah. Or like, oh, yes. that's interesting. Yes, the game. Yeah, yeah. That's the exactly. game. Yeah, yeah, finding the game. And yeah. so somebody has a weird hitch in their voice uh-huh. or just something. And kind of like, that's interesting to me. That's And I feel like the good, bad movies have those things where it's constantly triggering that that's a really good analogy yeah where you want to be like did you notice that did you yeah. notice that yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. like with the yeah and so easy to make a joke about yeah um, and you're probably all whether you're thinking that exact joke you're all thinking that's something you have to get that's to something. it yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. and that's gotta be the most fun part of watching <laughs> movies like that with other comedians is you know, two or three like jokes thrown in the fray, and and all of a sudden someone has like the trump card, and you're like, "Yep, <laughs> yeah, that that's the joke." Good job, all right, yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like those are like when I, I know I've watched The Dark Crystal with like my friend like Aaron and uh, our uh-huh. friend of ours in St. Louis, uh, Zach. We'd watch it, and it would be like. We'd seen it multiple times, and it would uh-huh. always be. We would know a moment's coming up, uh-huh. but yet all of a sudden there's a different moment that triggered us. Sure, especially if you watch it a couple years later, you know, you forget yeah, yeah. and come back to exactly, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> I'm glad that you had that one in mind. I remember uh, speaking of improv and that concept, um, and how much that really can do for like improv and, and comedy and and just you know creative endeavors in general just making those big choices i remember doing one of my favorite uh uh like exercises was that just that concept it was basically like all right start a scene um get a few lines in and i think we did it a few different ways where like either the coach would uh call it or one of the people in the scene would call it yeah where uh someone would say a line and then whether it was the coach or the other person in the scene had like a like um a word that they would say that basically made that last sentence like the most important idea Uh. of the rest of the scene so like the scene might start out with like oh your lawn's looking nice jared oh thanks craig uh i've really been working on it hard recently um now that susan's been uh busy with work or whatever and then uh the you know jared says Oh, or uh, Craig says, oh, Susan's been gone, huh? And then it's like, <laughs> boom, that's the line. So yeah. then the whole rest of the scene becomes about the yeah. neighbor's obsession with his wife, you know? like, <laughs> yeah. And it just instantly gives the scene something to be about instead of just, like, meandering. Exactly, yeah, um, yeah. But it was really interesting to fabricate that moment you know seemingly fabricate it yeah. and see how often it still worked 
totally, even if yeah, you yeah. weren't just organically arriving at what the quote unquote game of the scene was, if you're going like, boom, this is it, and it's still you know, had that same effect. In the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, beside the point, <laughs> talk a jab. <laughs> well, so I had also done a writing class with uh, uh, Peter Gwen, who was mm. on Colbert Report. And he cool. had a great way, because I put this towards what I consider bad movies now, I mean, too. you're you're a professional writer, <laughs> by all intents and purposes. I, I, I think that should definitely, that deserves to be mentioned in this conversation. Uh in, in, you know, not for film or TV or anything. No, no, but. yeah. So I work in the, I don't think I introduced myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I work for Jackbox Games. So, you know, write our uh, catalog of games. There. That's, yeah. that's still a you know, professional writer <laughs> in my book. I'm just so humble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he had a great way. So we would write sketches for this class. And I think he summed it up so great where he would look at your sketch and you would be like, wow, I've, I've, I've crafted a great sketch here yeah right <laughs> and he would be like well here's the question i have like you just have this guy walking over here and taking a drink of scotch well why is he do like yeah there's little questions that like pop up in the back of your head where it's like and that has nothing to do with the main thrust of your scene right but you have like these little limbs growing off of it and so when you watch a bad movie you will be like why is like so in the room why is there a picture of spoons right there like why why is that existing? Because right. th- the human mind is always looking for a distraction. Right. And I feel like even kind of we talked about like, you know, we have attention spans are very small. Uh-huh. You can't have something that's going to distract from the message you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And so just make sure like if a line of dialogue is in there, it's like it has exactly a what it wants to say. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good note. And it, I think it also goes back to that like overwriting you know, yeah, it, yeah. if you know what someone is trying to say, I think so much of bad writing just fills space yeah. because you think you have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas, you know, you could say the same thing with so much more conservation of words. Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, when he said that, I was like, nobody really tells you. Yeah. <laughs> they just kind of let you figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good note. And, and I'm just, sure something yeah. good for, you know, because you're – I would think that you don't often write long form yeah. at all. Yeah, exactly. I would yeah. think all of yours is about like <laughs> succinct. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially doing something like, you know, Jack, like I feel like people, when we were doing the mobile version, like on Facebook, mm-hmm. people really just wanted to blow through content. So yeah. you really had to learn how to ask because our thing was always like twisting a pop culture thing with like what we call a high culture thing. So if it's about chemistry, make it about Kim Kardashian as well. Sure. And Kim uh, Kardashian. (laughs) You can, you can take that to the bank. (laughs) Damn it. She beat me to it. Uh, so yeah, so you're hired. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But yeah, so a lot of people would just like want (laughs) <laughs> that to be as succinct as possible. So you can't have like a big long setup with the host and then a long outro. It's like, of course. ask it, get to it. Yeah. yeah. So if you can get it down to Kim Kardashian, <laughs> you're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact, Didn't mean to like <laughs> no, no, no. pooch that for you, but uh, it was right there. Um, that's great. Yeah. Uh, well, that feeds really nicely into the last question. Uh, so we, you know, we've been already kind of talking about different facets of this anyway. How do you feel like your love of MST3K and bad movies have influenced you um, creatively and then kind of just your life in general? Yeah, I definitely feel like 
for my comedic sensibility, they were huge because it is very much, I feel like one thing I love to do on stage is look for the little, like I said, outliers. Sure. And, and if it interests you, that's the thread you run with. Mm-hmm. And that's what the whole show is. It's like, wow, there, there's like a weird little thing happening. We have sure. to comment on it. Yeah. And that improv- makes so much sense. Oh, I know. And what, well, and I could totally see that about your <laughs> like sense of humor. As yeah. Well. And it's not, and I guess my thing subconsciously I did, and now I realize it now it infused me. It's like, well, don't mock it mm-hmm. and go with it. Celebrate like, it. Yeah. Use it. Exactly. Yeah. Cause mystery science theater, that bad film has offered you up a game. Yeah. Grab it, get your joke in, move on to the next sure. thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's something I feel like in the last few years, I've kind of realized that, but it's also kind of, you're saying it's like, get the, get the line in. Uh-huh. Don't, don't be like, well, here's a funny thing. It's like, boom, nail it. You have out. to. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't, it's still that, you know, offset tendril, you know, yeah, it's still yeah. not the main idea. Yeah. You yeah. Cause have... the movie's still moving. Like mm-hmm. it's still going. So. And the you... scene's still going on. Yeah, you don't your... want to derail it. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Like you're not trying to kick the the track off the trains or the train off the track. Well, I always kick the track off the trains. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to, I could have said derail. See, I'm overriding it, but you said derail. So I thought, well, so there's a better to... way to say sure. it. Oh, I'm the queen of that. Uh, you want me to restate the same thing over and over again? Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, like I said, I feel like one thing I loved about them, because I was also big into, like, Simpsons and Kids mm-hmm. in the Hall during this time, and there was a, just a level of cynicism that runs through that. Mm-hmm. And Mystery Science Theater, while it was still cynical at times, was more about joy and things like that. And I feel like that's something that, like, is more my personality and more I my love comedic uh, style. Because I feel like when that, I... I certainly relate to that. Yeah, I feel like we don't... Well, I, I'll put it this way. As, like, a younger improviser, especially as a younger male improviser... You feel like, I feel like there's a level of destruction that's inherent in your performance. Oh, true, like, yeah. And there's got to be a point where you have to, like, ask yourself, why am I destroying? And it's like, is that who you actually are as a comedian or mm-hmm. is that what you think a male comedian should be? Interesting, and, you know, and it's yeah. Like, and and that's going back to that snark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I feel like when you're doing that, you're not emotionally putting yourself out there oh that yeah. is exactly why yeah. that exists well, yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're afraid of being vulnerable and all that so yeah i feel like my favorite moments on stage is when i get to play like a goofy idiot or a happy person but you have you can't kind of be that you have to Hold you have on. to be that way yeah like, yeah yeah so it's like yeah so yeah i don't know that's what i always loved about them they were just like you know we're silly and goofy because none great. of my friends in college Liked mystery like really? none of my friends. If I watch mystery science theater, I watched it by myself. That's so yeah. funny because yeah. when you're describing it, that's kind of what I pictured. And I also feel like it's one of those things. I mean, I I've watched riff tracks yeah. with a room full of people before. Yeah. You know, it's never something I would just sit down and do on my own. It yeah, definitely yeah. feels like a communal thing. Yeah, that's well, really. Funny. I guess I did have a buddy who uh, yeah, my buddy was, Russ would be into it and stuff like that. But I was like, he was being more supportive of me than I then, could yeah, 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 that's Which super. I, now funny. I think about it, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's super. <laughs> that's funny. what friends do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you feel like there's anything else uh, that you'd be remiss if you didn't mention it? Uh, no. Just I feel like people should watch it. Yeah, <laughs> especially check, it out. check out the new ones. I think they're coming in about not quite a year. 
Cool. So yeah, jump on board with the new stuff. And, I'll yeah, have yeah, to yeah, yeah. check back in with you and see how that um, <laughs> yeah. dinner meeting goes, yeah, <laughs> and how you feel about the new. Dan ones. Harmon's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a character. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, because I've listened to his podcast and stuff too, just to kind of get ready, like, uh, just to be like, okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I probably won't say much. So. <laughs> this is this is what this is gonna be like. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be very cool to just be a fly on the wall. I, I know. Think. I'm very excited about Justin Roy. I love Rick and Morty. Oh, so, yeah, I yeah, love so. love Rick and Morty. <laughs> Shit, so good. Uh, well, very cool, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. This was great. Thank you so yeah, much yeah, for yeah. doing it, Warren. <laughs> I love you, and I mean, I that. love you too, my bad. Thanks. Mm. Yeah. Jenny says hello. So. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank you for passing that along, and please return the greeting. <laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am GrabBot23548X.